0: Hey guys, it's me, Engineer Jim. Jay and Dan are on vacation right now, and we're all stuck here working our balls off. What the f*** is with those guys? For crying out loud, do they ever work? I don't know where the hell they are. Oh, wait a minute. I know Jay's going to be at uh, Coachella this weekend, so he's probably already wasted now. Anyways, I love you guys. We'll see you all back next week. For this podcast, we're going to bring you guys the best of our UFC interviews. I love this sport. Talk about badass athletes. These guys train like nobody's business. And good luck getting in the ring, or I should say the octagon, with any one of these guys. Because I guarantee they'll kick your ass. I would love to see Toolsy get in there, though. That would be hilarious. But, you know, Toolsy, I think if you went in the ring with those guys, you're got it. And Patrick, if you got in the ring with those guys, with all that working out, and all that going to the beach, I got a feeling that they just might want to chillax and look at your sunset photos, as opposed to kicking ass. All right. So, on with the podcast. Check this out for guests. We got Dominic Cruz, and he came in. With his title belt, it was badass. It's a great interview. I can't wait for you guys to check it out.
1: And perfect timing as our guest is here,
0: Dominic the Cruz, Bantamweight Bantam w- champ, All
2: and right. he's got the
1: belt. Come on in, get in here, get in here. Get in get in in here. Come sit right here. Oh. Wow, nice. Congratulations. That. There you go. Throw so awesome. that on. Yep. Can can I touch this? <laughs> oh, holy <laughs> Dude, that's so wild. Wow.
3: We're so freaking oh proud God. of you. Feel is. That is awesome. awesome. Have you felt the love here at Fox? More than anywhere. Right? Yeah, because everyone you know the thing? The thing is, on. this is wild, man. Oh. This is so cool. Oh, my God. This is so freaking wild.
4: I have felt the love here, though. Especially you guys. You guys always got so much dang energy. How much coffee do you drink a day? It's we drink all these, this the right? Yerba
3: Mates. This Yerba Mates, Dom, you got to get into this stuff. The ad placement in this
4: discussion is incredible. I-
1: <laughs> if we wish. I know. sir <laughs> we Sorry. wish. No, sir, because he, he's with, uh, he's with uh, another company. So, okay. so, oh, oh, so really. I kind of threw one of the bus <laughs> there. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. They don't give us any money here. at all. Hey, man, hey, did
4: you cut your hair? I did. You look <laughs> like that CNA, CNN guy but real Anderson, Anderson Cooper? Cooper I think all oh, right oh, got the Anderson Cooper, going Cooper. On. yeah you even got the sit down and everything yeah. thank <laughs> you very much man <laughs> do you think Dan good. looks
3: like a hipster now Don <laughs> uh, he needs more of a beard yeah I hate he hipsters if he, he had a beard hipsters. he could do
4: it though he really hates it's him. great, it's great beard. to see
3: you we, we've missed
4: you you know what I'm not gonna lie to be a hipster you do need to rough those boots up a little though yeah that too now they wear like cowboy boots Yeah, but I mean, the hipsters got those boots that look like they dug a hole and then they're brand new, actually. Yeah. It's weird. (laughs) They they
1: go for the, I paid a lot of money for these clothes, but I look homeless. (laughs) It's
4: it's a weird thing.
3: But like, honestly, after you won the belt on Sunday, that's all everyone was talking about was you because everyone, you're like part of the family. And so it's like so exciting for us. It was the same with, with Daniel Cormier. Like when he won the belt, it was like it was like our guy won the belt like it's so it's so exciting so
4: it must be amazing to come back it's like doing a victory lap here you, now you know it is it's just like that i mean especially i wasn't invited into this show until i won a belt so <laughs> now that I won a belt, <laughs> here i am with you guys you know go figure so i feel the love Sorry. but Sorry. when dc won though i kind of felt like i was like just so pumped for him because i knew him on a personal level we worked together and then i get to see him do something different and win in that it's just nice when you can be a part of somebody's life when they're Actually, doing things and winning. You yes, know? It's, it's just nice to be a part of that. It Doesn't matter who you are.
1: And the journey you took to get there on Sunday night—did it finally hit you? Did it hit you in the octagon? Did it hit you in your hotel room after? When did it hit
4: you, saying like, "Holy, shit, I did it"? It's funny you say that because honestly, it didn't hit me until I got back to the hotel room, and it, it really can't hit you until you can kind of be alone. Yeah, like every when there's a lot of stuff going on. You're still kind of in adrenaline mode. Like I couldn't sleep until like eight in the morning the next day. Like I just couldn't sleep. You're just, it's the craziest come down from something like that that I can't even explain. But it hit me a little bit and I got a little tears in my eyes that I couldn't believe it actually. Like it doesn't really hit you until you realize you have the day off. You know, like I get tomorrow off. You don't have to train. I don't have, I don't have to get up and run sprints. I don't have to get up and get punched in the face. I don't have six guys that hate me with a bounty on my head. that want to kill me to try to prove they're better than the champion. Mm-hmm. I get to just wake up in the morning, whatever time I want. If I want coffee, I can have it, but I don't need it to get through a workout. And uh, it's just good. Have as much water as I want. Eat as much salt as I want. Yeah. Have as much cake as I want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that's when it hits you, is when you're just kind of free for a few days. It's all about the cake. <laughs> the the That's lead is like, Daniel,
2: right? Oh yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I mean Daniel, it's he's so sweet, you know. But the, you know when he's not training, it's like he's eating a lot.
4: Oh, there's no question. He's scarfing I mean, we've a lot got, of food. I'm sure that uh, <laughs> they've got two different sets of closets for his suit wear. You know, yeah. what I mean he's got okay in camp Daniel Cormier right. sizes, right? And then out of camp Daniel Cormier sizes, no question. And Dom, the ratings came out. Oh, oh my, my God. God! You must. Did you see those? Hands go up in the air. Yeah, you're, the, just, you you're
3: know, the you're the you're the savior awesome. of this network. You're carrying all of us <laughs> at this I'll, point. It's I'll, true. I'll, I
4: mean, I'll take that. Okay, you know, I'll take that. No, you... I, ne- I needed it. I needed it. I've been out so long. Yep. I needed to do that. I needed to, to you know, make a splash uh, and, and show people that I'm here and I wasn't going anywhere.
1: But you pumped it up so well in the trash talk before when you guys were sitting uh, with uh, John with Attic. John. and. TJ just had nothing to come back with. You were just like, "Okay, give me, give me some
4: points." You say you're going to beat me, but how? I. This is the thing. Everybody made me out to be some kind of trash talking bad guy in that, but he didn't take any of the opportunity to do it to me that I gave him. It's like the way
3: it came across is that he just had nothing.
4: In <laughs> that's his what head. I tried to explain to him, <laughs> and that's what I tried to explain to everybody else. You know, like you either, if I punch him in the face in the fight, he wanted to punch me back, right? And he right. had an answer. Well. If you ask him an intelligent question, there's no intelligent answer.
3: What you're saying is he's not going to be working with us at FS1 anytime
4: soon. Uh, I don't think anybody from that alpha male crew has that opportunity. <laughs> or, or I don't even think they could really sit above the desk most of them, especially Faber.
3: And then you, fi- you finish the fight. This is the most amazing thing to me. You finish this grueling five-round fight, and you guys are both incredible. And then you get on set and analyze your own fight. And everyone on Twitter was like,
2: what, who is this guy?
3: <laughs> what other sport does this happen in? It doesn't, it doesn't happen in any other sport. How did you, did you, even the wherewithal, just to think about what you had
4: just done. Oh man, it was cool. I thought it was so awesome to be able to do that. Like to be able to come to my other job. Yeah. After my job. It was and awesome. do my other job. Like, <laughs> it was awesome. And, and, like that's a, that's a blessing in disguise. That, like you said, not a lot of other sports will you see that ever. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's because the only reason I was a- able to have that opportunity is you know if, uh, people might not agree with me but this is how I see it cuz I believe in my higher power is God but he took me out of this sport to give me new opportunities. If I wouldn't have gotten hurt I wouldn't have understood this this portion of my life which is you know being on TV analyzing fights working with Fox working with you guys. And you're amazing at analyzing fights. And and that's a blessing. You know, I wouldn't have never I wouldn't have ever known that if I wouldn't have gotten hurt. Right. And so now I can I can do both jobs equally as well, right. and that's a blessing. And I would have never had that without you know being able to see the bright side of things with my injuries. And uh, here I am fighting now, and I still get that cherry on top of my life. But I also have a job that I can do, and I get to see you guys handsome mugs on oh, me yeah. every and few the, weekends. No question about the that. The thing about we working with you, though, I was
1: explaining <laughs> to a buddy I was watching the fight with, and I said, "Here's how Dom is." you would come over to us after you guys taped a segment in the studio and you'd ask us about our show, saying, like, why did you say this then? Like, you were interested in how we did our show. It's this like, you're a student of everything that you're involved in.
4: You know, I I truly believe that if, I mean, you guys are kind of old, so, yeah. like, I gotta yeah. take your advice, you so know what I mean, first of all. but We're getting up there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dave hello
3: our, our talent <laughs> booker, literally described Dan as the old guy last week.
4: Yeah. <laughs> but, that being said, old or not, I got to pick your guys' brain. You guys have been in this business a long time. Yeah. You guys understand it. And you're so fluent and you're just so calm and got energy up there. And it just, it's very, very organic with you guys and the way you guys work together. So I see that and I go, man, these guys have been, they've tricked Fox into keeping them for how long? <laughs> oh, so yes. I got to figure something. I got to figure out what they're doing. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? I got to see what these guys are like. I, I mean, you guys, I, I don't know how X-rated I can get on this show. But oh, no, you guys, but, go for it. You yeah. guys yeah. might be doing some <laughs> some. You know,
3: <laughs> That was early know, in the career, okay. And then you when f- x- initially hired us, we both. <laughs> <them>. And then, <laughs> oh, and then no, or is that just me? <laughs> that I. Yeah, oh, I well, that. I'm,
4: gonna t- I'm gonna say it was you, man, <laughs> <laughs> because you got yeah. the red face over here. He's looking <laughs> yeah. his lips real weird. Every- it's creeping me out. <laughs>
1: But <laughs> every time he says something like, oh God. God. <laughs> I'm like, We're gonna we're gonna get fired now. That's the one that we get fired. <laughs> that's over. it.
3: That's the one we and finally get s- to for. Then I send
1: Mike an email after I'm like, Can you beef out that whole section?
3: I <laughs> might do that. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, man. So now and you came in with the, the
4: walking cast. Yeah, so... it's just a little boot. You yep. Know? You know, it's no hipster boot, but it's a boot. And um Yeah, because you said your foot was in two pieces. Well this is what it felt like during the time uh when to... It... I have a partial tear in my plantar fascia. I don't know if anybody knows what that is. In English, it's basically a tendon that runs along the arch of your foot that connects to your heel. And it's hard to heal. Yeah, it is. You get it a lot. Football players get it a lot, actually, quarterbacks, because they plant on that back foot before they fire the football, right? Um, Runners get it because they're always on their feet. I get it because I do tons and tons and tons of footwork drills to get my movement where I need to be. And because of that, it's just put a wear and tear on my heel. But it'll heal quickly. There's no surgery, and there's just limited uh, rehab I got to do. So I'm in a boot just to keep it from moving so I don't got to flex it, and that'll allow the fibers to connect back to the heel. Right. Once the fibers connect in like two or three weeks in this boot – um, then I do a little bit of rehab. I should be back in no more than six six weeks or so. so t- take nothing. us
3: through the next year ideally
4: in your mind, who do you want to fight and how often do you want to fight? I want to fight as much as I can. Let me get through this six to eight weeks, right you know, which is nothing compared to what I've been through i'm I'm super ecstatic that I have no injuries after this fight. <clears throat> my body feels great um other than my foot, and that's just nothing for me so. After that, I'd like to be able to take the fight that the fans want to see. You know, I mean, I look at the 135-pound division, and it's looking really good. It is. But there's not a lot of guys that people are in high demand to want to see. I mean, you look at Conor McGregor, and anything he says goes viral, basically. Yep. People want to see that guy, right? Mm-hmm. I can't think of one person near that capability other than Faber, unfortunately. And only Faber because there's a ten year, uh, 10-year gap that we have of just not liking each other. right? And it's real. And, yeah. and he doesn't like me, and I don't like him. And we were supposed to fight each other anyways, and he got out of, a, out of a butt whooping and ended up taking it from Burrell anyways. So i love to come and shut him up. He's never touched this belt. I won't let him, and I'd love to be a part of that two times for him. That would
3: uh, be amazing. As far as TJ's, or would you rather have TJ and Uriah fight first for the right to fight? You know,
4: they could do that, but the thing is, I don't think Faber can beat TJ. Whoa. I don't. I don't think he can. But um, I think that TJ, Well, he came and threw down with me, he also doesn't spike any kind of wanted, people wanting, like they want to see him fight because he can fight. But I mean, you try to. I begged that guy to just say five words to me, and he just (laughs) looked, turned away, and said, "I'm not here to talk." And it's like, man, we didn't come in front of the camera to be silent. (laughs) Like nobody wants to see you sit here and look at the wall. I didn't come to to this
1: interview to talk. (laughs) But that's so much. That's
4: such a
3: huge part of it. It's like you said with Connor, right? You have to sell the sport and sell your division, right? Right? And this
4: is these are exact words from TJ. That, that just disappointed me in him because you're the champion when i was gone they, they, yeah. you need to do this portion of the game man yeah this is where the game is he said i don't like what conor mcgregor did he made it so we have to work harder as athletes and talk a bunch of trash in order that's what people want to see now like man that's been there the entire time genius yes, and that's every like, Ali. yes right. thank you since how long has yes. Ma- and that's why he's one of my favorite so your thoughts on mcgregor then I mean, you got to love what he's doing. Look, look what he's doing. Exactly. Look at what he's doing. You can be a hater or you can just appreciate the gifts of certain people. You know, he's got the gift of gab. The guy likes to talk. Um, And he's backed it up. He loves himself more than anybody I've ever known in my, than I've ever heard talking in in my entire life. Like he literally has to hug and kiss himself every single night. Well,
1: his quote today was, I think, I'm good with God. I'm good with all the gods because gods respect
4: gods. Point taken. And and you see what you see what I mean like I most people can't even think to say something so loving to themselves but he wakes up and says it in the morning I'm sure yeah you know pats himself on the back puts his sunglasses on looks at himself in his own glasses and says (laughs) damn you're handsome I could picture it but that's what people want to see because why people want to be able to relate to somebody who can say that about themselves so they can believe it about themselves and not feel bad about it and he's easy to hate because the people that hate him hate him so much yeah and then you want to so you either hate him to death and you want to see him lose or you love him because he gives you confidence to be confident in yourself so it's a win-win situation then you got certain guys who say i'm not here to talk i'm here to be a martial (laughs) artist and then when they lose they want to talk
3: yeah right (laughs)
4: Like, wait a second. Eh, Yeah, something's off here. I think now you're trying to talk because you want to talk yourself into something. When you had something, you didn't want to put anything on the table to gamble. You got to put something on the table to gamble, and that's what people want to see.
3: Connor, when Connor finishes a fight, like when he when he fought Aldo. He had a ton of respect for him in the ring after the fight was over, which right. is such a classic way to do it, right? Yeah, it's I gonna... mean,
4: let's be real—we're here yeah. to fight. Yeah, I'm not here to like pat you on the back and tell and bow to you and call you a martial artist. I'm here to beat the hell out of you. I'm here to beat the hell out of you. And yep. If you think it's a game, you're in the wrong. I'm not playing with you, man. I'm gonna hurt you.
1: When you think back to your fight, uh, especially Sunday night, do you have a photographic memory
4: of the fight where you can? <laughs> Were just replays in your head or no? <laughs> I mean, you remember like small little bits and chunks of it, but really no way. I mean, it's a whirlwind in there, man. And, and to be honest, it's all like uh, reaction and mm-hmm. instinct in there. So I, I didn't remember anything until I got to see it. As awesome as it is, I get to see it on the plane ride home on Fox <laughs> Sports, and I'm yeah. just like, "This is a trip." Because yeah. when I, I used to fight, I mean, it, Fox wasn't covering the sport when right, I fought. Right, right. It was I fought on Versus, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, so God, it's like garbage, and nobody even knew who I was, and nobody cared <laughs> yeah. that I was fighting the, what is now called the number one pound for pound, pound uh, fighter on the planet. The people I beat to get to where I'm at today, nobody cared about then in the sport, and now you look at my record, and it's like, wow, he's already beaten. The best of the best in the sport and now people see it because i'm here now and the coverage is on the sport so it be a part of the sport now is like a dream come true because this is what i wanted four years ago but it just wasn't there so you're watching the fight on the plane are you watching say oh, i screwed up there i screwed up there definitely i mean you can't help it that that wasn't the best me that was the best me for that night uh that was the best me for a year off uh three acl surgeries a torn groin but i can absolutely look better i've looked better in past fights i think uh, I shouldn't have made the fifth round as close as it was and I'm not going to make excuses. Um I should have won that round outright. I had the cardio, I had the will. Um no excuses. Just my, my foot, my mobility was down a little because of my foot. And,
3: Wait, but when I, you say you're cardio, you have the cardio, but how how exhausted are you by that, between they, that fourth and fifth round? You're
4: too mad to be tired. Right. You were really? too I was too angry. <laughs> To be tired, man. I swear to God I was. I, I just saying, wanted to hurt him. Yeah. They kept saying during their fight that they, they thought you were breathing hard, were you? Look, Let's look at all my fights. If you do any research, which obviously they didn't, otherwise they wouldn't have said that. Um, I do research before I break down fights. I do research before I do color commentary. So I know what the fighter is capable of and what they do in their habits. Obviously, they didn't see this because I do this every single one of my fights and I never, ever get tired. I take deep breaths. Forgive me for taking a deep breath in the middle of a fight. (laughs) I guess I'm tired, huh? I mean, let's be real here. Mm. You got to take a deep breath, and I think that fighters don't do it enough. Mm. Take a deep breath. Get all the oxygen into your lungs, and then that dissipates and goes to all the muscles in your body, and that's a reset button for me. That's a rhythm for Mm. me.
1: Uh, Can Uh, we get your thoughts before we get to rapid fire? Do you think Ronda has a shot
4: against Holly if they do a rematch? Absolutely not. No, wow no i don't i think that ronda is one of the greatest women that ever competed in this sport but i think holly Holm's at another level and she's the evolution of the sport and i think that holly Holm has too much footwork and too much striking and too much knowledge of striking and footwork to allow there to be any kind of grappling uh exchanges in a fight with ronda rousey or misha tate or anybody else in the division and that's a problem for, for everybody in the division. Isn't it funny how it was a problem before with Ronda? Like, be like, who's right. going to beat Ronda? Who's going to beat Holly now? Well, this is the thing. When you see them matched up, you see the difference in levels of of athleticism right. and capability in an actual fight. Ronda's been able to go out and girls underhook her instead of pushing away and creating pummeling effects. like. First thing Holly Holm did was she had a good coach. Uh, They gave her a good understanding of what she needed to do and Ronda went to grab her because Ronda got the chance to grab her a couple times and in every single other fight with Ronda, the girls grab her right back. And that is the last thing you want to do with the black belt in Judoka. You you need to pummel inside, get your elbows in, keep the space, and separate. Force Ronda Rousey to strike. That's all anybody had to do against her. Anybody in the sport. Nobody did it once until Holly Holm. Not one time did somebody try to not clinch Ronda Rousey back.
3: So you said, obviously, Misha can't beat Holly. I don't see it at all. Could Misha now beat Ronda?
4: I don't think so because <laughs> Misha Tate still grapples. Yeah. She still grapples. She, even Misha Tate, uh, when she had a chance to, because she has a wrestling background, she had the chance to pummel out of the clinch mm-hmm. of, of Ronda and know how, she knows how to do it. But she got so emotional, she tried to headlock her what are you trying to headlock her for? Just separate and make the girl punch. You make Rhonda punch, you see what she has and where she's at. She doesn't have an entire lifetime in boxing. She has an entire lifetime in clinching. Mm-hmm. So stop clinching her. Make her box. Regardless of how good you think you are at grappling, what is the point? Like, yeah. Why do that? Uh, this rapid is Fire is awesome. our favorite segment.
1: So great. Where we, uh, we send out... Uh, uh, yeah. a tweet, and then our uh, Twitter followers sending questions for our guests. So this is uh, handled by Mike.
5: And Facebook. Rapid
3: Fire. Okay.
1: Alright,
5: first one's from Matt Morton. Pretty best... impressive,
3: right? That little intro
5: there. That
4: was clean. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Rapid Fire. That's the best we can do. <laughs> Reminds uh, me of like Gallagher or something. Like, oh, Gallagher. <laughs> we need some watermelons. <laughs> uh, best arena or country to fight in?
4: Oh. Good question. Uh, I love fighting in Vegas, personally speaking. I mean, fight it's, capital of the world. Yeah, it's close. It's home. Everybody shows up. Mm-hmm. Every single friend you has wants to go to Vegas and wants an excuse to go to Vegas, and uh, it's just always crazy right after too.
3: Did you guys party after Sunday night, or was it more? No, low-key? that's the
4: th- that's what I'm saying. In Vegas, you you can go out, yeah. but I didn't get even home from from the place until four a.m. At four a.m., no, you're lucky to have your anybody in your room that wants to high five you at that time you know <laughs> so no it was done by the time and, i got home and if late... they
1: are up at 4 a.m you
4: want nothing to do with them generally speaking <laughs> yeah. yeah especially me after a fight i was just looking at him like really you still hey, here here's an idea
3: <laughs> jim you me and dan we will all go to jumbo's clown room after the show tonight
4: we'll really are, yeah. you, are you are you guys' wives gonna let you do that it doesn't matter i mean they're yeah. gonna hear on this show it's yeah. fun. No, they're not paying attention to that. I, <laughs> I don't want to get you guys in trouble. You know, come on. You guys are older gentlemen. And the, wives <laughs> check. The, the, the wives run your lives by this point. Oh yeah, big time. So I mean, big time. Let, Let's not try to play the tough guy. act You'd be no. screwed. Hey,
3: I get one night out a month, and I would I would <laughs> sacrifice that night.
0: My wife's and, used, uh, to <laughs> used to it. She's used to it. And it's, my uh, wife
1: and my
4: wife thing
0: is, yeah,
4: so. You just got to cook for a few nights, huh? There it is.
1: It's, yeah,
5: it's <laughs> cooking for a few nights. All right, next All question. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> this is from Caesar Cruz. Favorite fight movie and why? Oh, oh that's a good
4: question. Yeah, um, uh, Fist uh, Iron F- Man with an Iron Fist. Never seen that. It's a weird. It's a weird movie. It's amazing, but I like like comics. Uh, if you ever read comics and stuff, it's the movie is played like a comic and. Um, it's got a bunch of... It's got a pro wrestler in it. I can't remember his, na- his name. And Jet Lee, I believe, is in it. Hmm. And, and uh, it's just a martial arts movie. Check did you, it out.
1: Did you like The Wrestler? Did you see The Wrestler? I
4: Yeah, I did. Great And movie. That, that was oh, a good movie. A great but play. that just... Oh, it's depressing. It hurt my soul. Yeah. yeah. Very and depressing. And Mickey Rourke, yeah, I mean, he still looks... Kind of like that. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he a lot like, worse. I feel like, yeah, that was like... <laughs> like that was the perfect part for him. He, he, it it was. really was. But you th-
3: think about all those guys you grew up watching in the WWF or WWE. So many of them ended up like that, you know, in a trailer park. It re- you know, with well, nothing. it's right? funny
4: you say that because one of the my first experiences with a guy that reminded me of that timeline that you're talking about, like the is when I sparred Don Fry. You guys know who Don Fry is? No. One of the first, you know, all-time veterans of, of the UFC amazing guy i still respect him to this day but he scared the crap out of me i mean he's 250 pounds and i was just a kid just getting started and he's like let's get over there we're sparring and that's how he talks i mean he's a scary guy you got to see look him up after this it's insane we need to get him on the pod he ends up you do you would hear the most crazy things out of his mouth he literally goes we're sparring and turns around gets into his bag throws two Viking in his mouth, starts chewing them. What oh the my f- god? And I'm looking at this guy like, this guy's a vet. Like, is this what my future's looking oh, like? Yeah. Like, I don't want to chew Vicodin. <laughs> this sport. Like, you know what? Unless
3: I want to re- do it on yeah. my own time.
4: <laughs> right. At Jumbo's clown room. <laughs>
3: but, <laughs> but he had I'm to do dead. it to, to
4: spar my little butt, you know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah. to get going. And just, that's his warm up. Like, yeah. no jumping rope, just two in and go. Oh. And I was like, you know, I need to really move my feet and not get hit a lot. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. That was a, it's like a, hearing uh, Antoine randall L., who's just like a great wide receiver in the NFL forever, say this week that he wishes he never played football because he can't remember anything. Get out of here. Yeah. He said yeah. that. Yeah. He did. yeah. Did you ask him uh,
4: how much money he has
3: in his account? Well, I yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. I think he doesn't care. Doesn't, doesn't care. Doesn't did, have his But, but he never had life. to
4: live broke, did he? Well, that's true.
3: So yeah, let's think about worse. that. Could be worse. Let's that's think a good about point. That. Could be Mickey Rourke in a trailer park.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Mike, next. Yeah, this is from Succo. What is your favorite go to meal after
4: a fight? Hey, good question, too. Um, it depends on my mood at the time. Usually, I like a donut, but if That's we're talking sweet. about a whole meal.
3: Wait, just one donut? Yeah, and they like, bring it on a, like a white
4: well, plate. Well, you can't eat that much after you diet, <laughs> yeah, man. Like a donut so. makes you feel like you ate a feast. Like you're so, so full after that. but. Yeah. Any meal, it would be a carne asada chimichanga with sour cream, red sauce, and guacamole. Oh I my like god! Very
3: specific. Like Beans and rice. Like,
4: what do you do right after you weigh so in? So good. Um, well, I, you, I had like this this coconut. Like first of all, after you weigh in, when you before you weigh in, you have like this huge list of things that you want. And you're staring at them and you're petting them before the way. It's like literally petting them. Like It's a serious thing, like licking the cans because there's the little water droplets on the side and you're so thirsty. And then after I weighed in, I get this coconut and I chug the coconut and you're just like, it feels like you swallowed a bowling ball. You're so full that everything goes out of your brain and you just want your stomach to stop hurting. Uh. You just haven't drank or ate anything in a couple days and it just goes away. So all I want is water. Like, yeah. you are so far beyond hunger because you're uh, how thirsty you are that you just want water and coconut juice.
1: Before you weigh in, how many times that morning or if it takes place in an afternoon do you step on a scale?
4: You try not to trick yourself. That's actually a trick that you learn as a veteran later is stop weighing yourself because you're going to panic. The less you weigh yourself, the better you're going to be because hmm. the best time to weigh yourself is first thing in the morning when you wake up. Because every time you weigh yourself at night, you have a panic attack because you're heavier than you're going to wake up in mm-hmm. the morning. But then when you wake up in the morning, that's as light as you're going to be. You peed everything out. You, the, you know Your cycle uh, starts all over every single morning before you eat anything. You check your weight. That's your weight. Right. And that, that's the best time to do it. So that's, try not to check too much, anybody who's Good listening.
5: advice for all of us trying to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, one more. This is from Kyle Graves. What sport do you follow most outside of MMA?
4: Football. Definitely football. I love football team. I love football. Right now I'm loving Arizona. I love the Chargers, but they're gone now.
3: Oh get yeah, because you're a San
4: yep. Diego guy. Gosh, man. It's, so it's talk about sad. this. How
3: devastating is this for you and for everyone well, in San Diego? It's
4: mixed feelings because yeah. San Diego needs champions. I'm a champion. I'm in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. So they're fine. Yeah, no, like it's okay. You know, like
4: we lose the Chargers, we gain a world champion in sense. the fastest growing sport in the world. Give give, give, give me some love. It's decent. You yeah. know,
3: why not? You, Phil Mickelson, and the Padres. That's all they need. <laughs> what else do they need? <laughs> Phil Mickelson makes a lot. And Phil Mickelson could pay me. <laughs> he, he makes could. so much money. He has a lot just of Just for scratch. no reason. That's, that's just <laughs> to hang out with him.
1: Uh, Dominic, we can't thank you enough for coming in. Yeah, and, this is um, awesome. Bringing the belt in. And uh, by the way, we have two champions uh, on the Fox roster, both with the same initials, DC.
4: I know, I thought about that. I was like, man, I couldn't even be DC if I wanted to, because DC's already three of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
3: Like, These DC weight jokes are fantastic.
4: <laughs> I'm the only one who could do it. I know, I know. Buddy, I'm the only it. one who could eat in one bite. That's a yeah. weird thing. Oh, and when you made that comment to Kenny in the ring, has he got back to you since? Oh, yeah. You know, I like Kenny. I don't want to bash the guy. Uh, that was a joke, and it just yeah. blew up because... I'm. You could tell
1: it was a joke. It
4: was, but he was pretty Mad at me. He said I had no class. He texted me and said, You have no class. I thought you did, but you don't. And I was just like, Oh, that hurt my heart. Kenny, I was just playing, man. If we were in a room and I said it, you'd laugh at me and, you know, make fun of my, you know, bad socks or something. But I guess on a national stage, it kind of has a little bit more. Well, you're
3: right. It did take kind of a life of its own. And that's the only reason he got upset because. Because everyone was talking about but it. But it was funny. It was funny. It was. I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> in the moment that you thought of it? That you thought of it, it after funny. winning a belt? That, that's what made yeah. it Well,
4: I mean, he was the one guy who knows me in and out. This guy's worked with me as close as we are. He knows my mind. He knows my body. He knows how bad I want. He knows more than anybody Yeah. behind the scenes and in the scenes. And he kind of picked against me. So me being uh, the competitive guy that I am with the competitive nature I have and, you know, I think I could do his job a little bit better. I wanted to say something. Yeah.
3: And you're in the moment, you know, and you're full of adrenaline. and It happens. Yeah, and I, I mean, forgive it. me. I got
4: punched in the head a little <laughs> bit, okay? You know, I mean, <laughs> shove a microphone and, and a camera in my face after, any, or anybody, yeah. for that matter. Let's hear what they have to say. You'll be okay. We'll talk to him. Let's move it over. <laughs> I mean, at least I didn't say I broke my back, spinal. <laughs> you know, it could be yeah. that. I mean, yeah. like Tyson did that one time, and it was. that's a Vine still to this day that was classic. Uh, Dominic Cruz, thank you
1: this so is much awesome. the champion. So proud
0: of Wow, that was great Dominic. Thanks so much. Up next is his opponent for UFC 199, Uriah Faber. This interview is from September of 2015 and Uriah was amazing. By the way, UFC 199 is June 4th at the LA Forum. And I got some great stories about the forum. We played there four nights with guns on the Usual Illusion Tour. And I think one of the nights, we didn't get out of there till about 4 in the morning. It was a lot of fun hanging backstage with Lenny Kravitz and Cher and all sorts of people. Good times were had by all. Guys, enjoy.
3: You, Thank you. Uh, I just read today, someone said, this has to happen UFC 200, you and Connor on the, on the bill. What do you think?
0: That I
6: love that. When is that? I don't know. I don't hey, what know. What UFC things. are we we're at? at? <laughs>
1: what number are we at?
6: I think we're seventy something, maybe one seventy. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, ninety four. Like yeah. We're one yeah.
3: ninety four in December.
6: Right? One ninety four. Hey, I'm down for that.
3: Yeah,
1: that was. Okay, can hard. we get back to uh, cutting weight? So once you you make your weight, do you just like go to Golden Corral and go yeah, to town? Just get
6: the <laughs> you fountain. know. You'd like to, but unfortunately, it's a long process. So you have to let your stomach get get used to having food in again, there's like this whole process. So you don't have your big meal till about eight or nine or you've, you know, hit the scale, started putting all the, all the weight get on sick. Yeah. yeah. You get, you get, you get some like electrolytes in and some sodium and then you get a bunch of water and then you get your first meal and then you get some, you know, something easy to digest and then you have your, you know, you like a little rest and then you go have a big dinner. So it's a big process I've put on, you know, anywhere from 18 to 22 pounds when I make 35 pounds and you know, 12, 12 pounds or so when I'm making 145. Pounds. And
3: what is your go-to? It's Golden Corral, isn't it? It's the uh, nacho cheese fountain you just bathe in. You it. know what?
6: Uh, I have a home-cooked meal that that, uh, that I've learned how to make and I taught my buddy how to make. So it's just basically like the first meal is is like ground turkey meat, either quinoa or potatoes, cilantro, salsa, sour cream, olives, and, and uh, just kind of have like a little little burritos, and then I'll go have a steak and and, uh, potatoes at night.
3: That's very
1: California. You are the California That that first meal you described is the the last meal I would ever, ever choose. Nothing with quinoa. (laughs) Quinoa or olives. That's it, yeah. yeah. I see Um,
3: here. Oh, sorry, Dan. You're a healthy eater.
6: I am. I was raised, I mean, California. I was born in a house in Isla Vista, California, which you guys probably know is like the, the college town surrounding UC Santa Barbara and there's a lot of parties there probably a lot of con- conceived kids there but not many that are actually born in a house <laughs> so uh most of them are born on a street <laughs> yeah so i was like you know my parents were super hippies and and healthy living and healthy f- health food has been a big thing for me no immunizations no conventional medicine for most of my life and uh mm.
1: So, so is this drink we have every podcast? Yeah, what do you is think? It, is it killing
3: us? This yerba
6: mate. Check the ingredients. Um,
1: it's from Whole Foods. I'm going so to have to call my
6: managers and ask about this. Okay, fair I'm enough. Sick. Get back to us on <laughs> that one. the fusion of purified water, organic brewed herby mate, organic hibiscus flour, organic cane sugar. It's, it's all organic. organic. Yeah, it's okay. Hey, that sounds good. This seems pretty good. Yes. I mean, sugar, <laughs> sugar, to be honest, yeah. but it is what it is. It's uh, like however you want to take the sugar or whatever you call it. I just like real sugar.
1: Like you know. just packets of sugar you just No,
6: I, I mean, just, you know, the fake stuff is the, bad, is the yeah. bad stuff.
3: Mexican Coke is better than American Coke, right? Probably. Yeah, it's got the good sugar in it. I got mm. a line here. What is this? Got into a brawl against a group of guys while on vacation in Indonesia. Uh, what the hell
6: happened there? Are you allowed to tell the story? 2005, man. This is a long story. I'll give you the... No, no, questions. no! Tell the long tell one. It's a ten-minute it. story. We yeah, like ten-minute stories. Ten then, minutes, and then gosh. you're out of here. Ten minutes,
3: and then uh, we'll and gosh. then we'll get into rapid fire, and we'll let you head back to Sacktown.
6: All right. Two thousand five. I'm um, I'm fighting, but no one really knows the sport or me for that matter. And uh, I'm in in Indonesia, hanging out with two of my buddies. I just fought Charlie Valencia, so for the King of the Cage World Championship. And I'm just chilling out there and um, dancing with a couple chicks in this, this bar, my buddy had gone home sober, um, because he is Week. eight months sober and he couldn't handle the environment. Right. Not not that he's a sober guy. He's now he's four four years sober, but you Good know, job. he had an issue. He had a problem. So he he bounces and it's just me and I'm dancing with some chicks, and whatnot, and some guy starts a fight with me. And I like blow the guy off and he kinda of persists. He's a local guy. And I'm You're you know, on his st- turf. He's standing close to me and he's just you know just Big like, guy, little guy. Yeah, like, he's bigger than me, but that's not saying much, you know? Right. <laughs> so uh, so I'm like, finally, like, dude, what's your problem? He doesn't speak any English, but he's huffing up. And I go, does this guy want to walk outside? I go, "What? you know, what's your problem? And he's like, blah, 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 saying something in whatever his language is. So I just so I start walking out, and I look behind him, behind me, and he's coming out to you. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go fight this guy. You know, I'm not scared of a fight, obviously. So I go out. And uh, there's a little monument to these Australians that were bombed in, in, in this town. And then I go to the back alley and I go, all right, dude, let's do this. Throw my hat off and square up. And I think the guy realizes that there's like zero intimidation or fear in me, mm-hmm. which is probably a scary thing. He calls over to a bunch of locals that are working at like this parking lot. And they come over. One guy speaks English them, and he's like, what's going on here? I said, I don't know. This guy wants to fight me. I don't know what his problem is. I said I'll do it, but it's got to be one on one. So they talk to him, blah blah.
3: So and now it's a negotiation. <laughs> well, he doesn't speak English, <laughs> right?
6: So then they put us on this little monument and they let us fight, and Whoa, I beat they, the crap out of this they guy. Put <laughs> they, put put
3: the so they put you on the monument. <laughs> well, so they put you on the monument. So
6: it's a... like there's like it's like a three step up. Then there's like a fountain and there's like a wall with everyone's names who had been killed in this bombing and whatnot. And I'm in the alley and I'm like, let's go. You know, getting ready to throw down. You can and,
3: swear all you want. Okay,
6: I'm like, let's go, mother. Throw my hat off and, like, you know, square up. And he's like, oh, shit, this guy does not care about anything, you know? <laughs> so then then the guys come over, and I'm like, oh, crap. they I got a bunch of guys. So then I negotiate this one-on-one fight. So they put us on the okay, okay, fine. They put us on this little V of a, of a monument, and we throw down. Obviously, I beat the crap out of the guy. Ends up with me picking him up and dropping him on, like, a corner like oh. this. And he breaks oh. his collarbone. So we get up, and the fight's over. I'm just wearing shorts, no underwear. No, I lost my sandals. I lost my hat, my shirt. got ripped off. And uh, and I'm just like chilling, trying to find my stuff. And the guy's like, hey, 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 you won. Now go, go. And the guy's walking around sulking <laughs> like this. <laughs> and I'm like I'm, like, I'm trying bomb. to find my, my shoes and my hat, you know. And uh, like probably like two minutes later, I get a like a thud in the back of my head. And the guy, oh, no. guy hits me with brass knuckles in the back of the head. And I can just feel the blood start gushing. And I'm like, what the hell? So I turn around, and he's like, one by one, one by one. And I'm thinking, like, what the f***, dude? I'm like, what the hell is that? I can see his things. He's like, one by one by one. I'm like, f- All right, man. So I square up, and it's two other buddies come. One grabs a rock, one grabs a bottle. Jesus. And so I grab the guy with the bottle, and I like, grab the guy with the rock, and I'm like rustling, rustling with them. Meanwhile, the other guy with the brass knuckles is rabbit punching me in the head. I got, like, six spots that I had to have sutured up that night. And so I finally, like, start running. I run back into Civilization, which is, like, 20 feet away, into the club. Well, I know these guys are bouncers, and I'm basically in a pair of shorts covered in blood at this point because of the rabbit punches, and I'm running into the club thinking I'm safe, and all the bouncers are like, there's a crazy white dude covered in blood running into the thing. So I get caught on the dance floor, like on my back and I'm getting like kicked by like 12 guys. Like people are like all around me. I'm getting kicked. so I somehow get up and run to the back of the thing and there's like a little bit of room to breathe there. So I'm like ditching and diving. There's a bar here. There's a dance floor here. And there's like a seated area on the other side. So I'm back here like running around there's some little stairs. I'm like hopping up and down <laughs> like trying to avoid people. And I get to this side and do a, do a sprint because there's just a seated area. So there's like not a bunch of people there. Sprint to the front door. Elbow shiver a guy out you know, at the front door and I start running down the street like away, you know, like, like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm like, thank goodness. My friends aren't with me. Cause I'd probably have to stop and try to save are, them.
3: You say you were looking for your sandal. Like, are you in sandals? Or are you in bare feet? At I'm this barefoot. Point? Holy man.
6: I barely, fl- <laughs> I'm barefoot. And I mean, I have, I have now from getting kicked on the, on the floor. I had like a bunch of cuts and scrapes on my back and I had like a, a, still a dent in the side of my hip from somebody kicking me. And, uh, so i'm running down the street like away from civilization which is even scary because i'm like at least here there's like something going on i'm getting in like little huts and stuff like that like the further i go so there's a billabong shop and they're paying people to sit in front of the, the door instead of putting an actual door on it because it's probably cheaper right <laughs> <laughs> so that there, makes sense yeah why so do more guys people like do that sitting here there at at the billabong shop and i'm like recognize billabong because I've been wearing billabong since I was a little kid and I'm like ah like familiarity Sweet so I run in and I'm like <laughs> the guys are like trying to stop me like get the f*** out of my way <laughs> <laughs> trying to kill me and you're like me. bloody you're I'm like bloody covered in blood I'm just sitting there in the back of the store just like breathing like i <sighs> just breathing and and in comes the guy with the brass knuckles and now a guy's got this little shoe hammer one of the guys Jesus. and there's like three of them coming again and they're saying one by one I'm like these guys are, f- they're like really after me you know so they come to the back of the store and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, please, please don't, please don't. And I hit the big one and just run again. This time I go <laughs> back towards the back towards the club because I'm like, if I go that way, I'm in the huts. And if they catch me out like in their territory, I'm That's like bad. really bad, right? So I run back towards this way, get in front of the club and... <clears throat> back to the club <laughs> jump jump in a taxi and i'm screaming at the guy and i remember because i almost went to the to the wrong side because the the driver's side the wrong side right, right? right so i was gonna go there and i like last minute decision get in and, and are they like
3: right behind you at this point like are they all these guys? i don't know right
6: i'm just running i'm like feel like i'm gonna die right so i've got like the lock is here and the handle's here on this car and so i I get in the car and I'm like, go, go, go! And the guy's freaking out because I'm bleeding all over his car. I'm like, money, money, money! I'll pay you. There's a car in front of us, so he's like freaking out with me. And then the car gets attacked, and so I like, like I'm like this. I go to the handle instead of the lock. The door gets ripped open. I'm leaning back and I'm like kicking people out the this side. And then I'm leaning over on the driver. Next thing you know, somebody grabs me by the hair, and I'm like, "Oh, the driver's turned on me." Oh my and I'm god! I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, this is I'm like about to die. Which it wasn't scary; it was just sad, you know. I'm like, oh, I'm about to die <laughs> yeah. in so in like, the guy in a taxi. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and then what tur- what happened was a bunch of people started helping out. Finally, a taxi driver Finally. got out, and uh, and he like you know pulled people off. He jumped back in, and we took off. And I wow. went to the hospital the little hospital, they they thought I had a fractured skull, so I um so they sent me to a different hospital and uh, I didn't have a fractured skull. I just had like seven spots sutured on my head. I had like, you know, all the doctors had flip flops on. They were probably younger than I was. And uh <clears throat> yeah, so I got out of there. On the drive drive out to to the first hospital, uh the guy guy was following me on a motorcycle and I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? I told the taxi driver to pull over. I'm like, pull over He's like, hi. I said, pull over. So I get out and I go, what are you following? What are you following me for?
3: Wait, you told him to get (laughs) out?
6: This guy's following me. I'm like, You want to put an end to it? Yeah. I'm like, This guy's not going to follow me. You know what I mean? Let's take the bull by his horns here. So I get out of the car and I'm like, I go, What's up? I just want to make sure you're okay. Where are you staying? I said, Don't worry about it. Just get out of here. I'm fine. And he's like, Okay. And like, takes off. Then I, you know, I was at the hospital and they brought me to the police station. The guy who was our tour guide to take my buddy home wanted justice, which only cost 50 bucks.
3: Oh, that's a good deal.
6: Yeah. (laughs) 50 bucks and we'll get justice, right? He knows a guy in the military and I'm like, dude, I just want to go home, bro. Oh my God. I just want to go to sleep. They want to get my story. And so like, I'm in the police, the police chief's like, like room, who's the police chief of wherever we're at in Indonesia, and there's another guy that came who was going to be a witness from the night before, and he's like on my side about what happened, this and that. They do a big lineup, and for 50 bucks, we're going to get justice, and and uh, he's like, "Who, who do have me pick someone, and I'm like, I have no idea. He's like, just pick one. And I'm like, no, <laughs> oh my God. I'm not going to pick oh one. So when I want to go home, right? And then they're telling me tell my story, and they're on one of those little computers with the like, screens all green, and, and they're like typing, and every time, like halfway through, the electricity goes out, and it'd be like, And then have me tell it again. So I finally got a piece of paper. I wrote down my whole story, which I still have, along with my uh, x-rays. And then I was like, just take me home. Holy like, man. And the funniest part, I was in the I was in the sheriff's office, and the guy was in there, and the, the guy leave, the leaves, the police chief leaves, and I was tired. I'm in a towel because they had me shower and everything else, and I already only had a pair of shorts on. So I'm like, I cleared his desk off and I laid down butt naked on his table with the towel on and the guy's like, I can't believe you're sleeping on, you're laying down naked on the police chief's de- desk. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just f- tired. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Indonesia. I, I come, have so many questions. Come for the hospitality, stay for the brass knuckles. Yeah. Uh, Who still uh, uses brass knuckles? They're actually very nice
6: people, man. Yeah,
1: Who still uses brass knuckles? That's I a good that-
6: question. I was just in Santa Barbara and they had all the, the band things on the wall. And there was brass knuckles on there, nunchucks and everything, switchblades. I'm like, dude, how do I get some of these? Okay,
1: and the first time you went back to the club and you're on the dance floor getting kicked, well, where were the two girls?
6: I think they were helping out. Actually, actually, at the police station. <laughs> they were helping out. At, no, they are helping pull people off. At the police station. The night. I, thought oh. oh. oh, I, no, I thought they were helping to kick you. I thought they were involved.
2: No. I thought they were rabbit punching. <laughs> <Right.
6: laughs> so... So then I, I go I go and I basically um, go back to the police station. And I think those girls were there, and one of them got a bottle broken. Like a little mini riot broke out because people wow. were trying to help, etc. One of them got a bottle broken over their head. Oh, <laughs>
1: fun! Nope. and was one oh. of them a cobbler because they had a shoe hammer? Either, Where do you find a shoe hammer in the middle of in a Indonesia? Fight? In Indonesia,
6: they're trying to sell everything under the sun. They will try to sell you this piece of paper and the pen. You know, if you you know whatever. So there are people making shoes on the street. And this is 2005. I do like
3: the idea of not having doors and just having someone stand in front of the door.
1: And finally, your
6: buddy—it's like it's like the it's like the states that won't allow you to pump your own gas, right? Right.
3: Like just or, to
6: create
1: more jobs, or
3: just like the greeters at Walmart, you know. <laughs> yeah. But not don't have a door, just have the greeter. out
1: there. <laughs> and, and when you finally saw your buddy who bailed on the night, was he like, "Hey, what'd you do last night?" I still
6: make fun of him because he either, he he brought a tear to his eye. You know, he saw me. Oh, I'm, man. I'm laid up in the hospital. Oh yeah, like
3: when he saw you for the first time, was yeah, he just like, he "Oh he my god"? He showed up at
6: ten o'clock, and he's like little tear I still make fun. him. I'm like, you pussy.
1: Uh, (laughs) 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 All right, let's do rapid fire. Rapid fire. (laughs) Rapid
0: fire.
3: Okay, we have questions from the listeners. They've submitted questions for you. Can I ask ask one first? Yeah, sure. I have one.
1: Anyone in your family uh, who gets so squeamish about you getting hit during a fight that they can't watch you fight?
6: Yeah, my mom. Your mom. Yeah, she's never been to a fight, and she'll watch a fight after she knows the result and if I've won.
1: Alright, and speaking of
5: family, Daniel Giroux wants to know, is your dad Fabio?
6: My dad Fabio? <laughs> <laughs> Fabio and I are actually the same age, although he's a uh, may look a little older than I am. No, he's not my fa- he's not my dad. Okay. He's my jujitsu coach. Even yeah. Back. My dad is Theodore.
3: Are we sure? Are we sure? Because crazy <laughs> was going down in Santa Barbara back
5: then. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sure, no, okay. we're not sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Next one's from Leslie Galay. Keeping it California. If Team Alpha Mill were NWA, which member would you be?
6: Oh. Oh, no comment on that one. Okay. All
5: right. Uh, Spencer Loeb wants to know what's it like having Dana White as a boss. Oh yeah, that's a good question. Dana
6: White's awesome. He's an emotional guy, but uh, hold on. I what do like you mean by that?
3: So when he he's an
6: emotional guy, like he he's he's like Donald Trump. He says whatever the hell he wants.
3: Right. Yeah. Right have right. you ever not gotten along with him or have you always gotten along? yeah
6: there's been a, there was a time when I mean we didn't not get along, but I had to like you know I'm a guy that always says what I want as well and so uh there was a time where he was having like some sort of dispute with John Fitch and it was just after I had lost a big 13 fight win streak and he was like these fighters need to quit worrying about business. Fitch wouldn't sign this agreement to let him use his likeness for the video games or something like that right so he was on this big rant and whereas we on my local, Carmichael Dave, our local uh, radio guy, and he was asking Dana about Uriah. Is he gonna come back? And blah blah this and that. And he's like, "Yeah, but you know, all these guys they need to just worry about fighting, not worry about business." And my dad told me about it, and that pissed me off because I was on a 13 fight win streak and it had nothing to do with business. I just I got caught. I did like a back elbow and got caught with the right. So I called him and I'm like, or I text him. I'm like, "Dude, way to kick a dude while he's down, etc., blah blah." You know, I didn't even hear this. My dad heard it. And he's like, what? I didn't say anything, blah, 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 this and that. And then he called my dad and apologized. And, oh, wow. That's and, cool. And it was actually really cool about it. So he's he's a good dude, but I mean, you know, he's real.
3: What do you think about the Reebok uniforms?
6: You know, I have my own clothing line, which I'm not allowed to wear because I'm on a UFC press tour right now. Right. Um, Torque, torque1.net, if you want to check it out. Yep. So it's 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 rough for me because uh, I'm one of the guys that have has built a brand. Right. But um, I, I like the overall the overall
3: like you're okay with the look and everything. I'm okay with
6: the look i mean it's not my style necessarily but it's yeah. not horrible it's good quality stuff i would say that um you know moving forward as a brand i understand why the ufc would do something like that it but and as a businessman i understand that's their business so they can do what they want so for me i have to find a different way to, to get my brand out there okay
5: all right uh saskatchewan haiku wants to know out of all the fighters in the ufc who has the worst gas
6: <laughs> worst gas Holy Probably a smoke. lot because
1: there's a lot of protein being consumed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy
6: smokes! In a short period of time. And
1: do some guys use that? I have no idea. Yeah, no, no, so anyone that ever use that a tactic that? in the ring? Like,
6: ugh. um, I never have, and I I would. What about not. loading
1: up on like garlic? So you really stink in there. Do some guys some do that? I've had some stinky
6: opponents before, yeah. and I eat a lot of garlic, but I'm not. I'm not. A, I like to think I don't stink, but who? 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 Which guy stinks and does it and knows it?
1: That's a great oh, that's point true. too. You know what I mean? Uh, my one friend smells like a wet dog.
3: You <laughs> ever told him that? No. Should I? Do
1: yes. I. Let's tell him
3: now. Let's call him
5: up. Let's call
1: him up. <laughs>
5: uh, Joe Cavs wants to know what kind of hair conditioner do you use?
6: Hmm. I don't use conditioner because my hair is too soft. If I use conditioner, I it's, I can't manage it.
3: Plus, we can't use water in California right
6: now. Yeah, no like water. Oh, yeah. So we have to reuse that. No, I don't use conditioner. I use conditioner like every once in a while, but
1: Head and Shoulders.
6: I only wash my hair no and not head and shoulders. No dandruff here.
1: Oh well, you keep the wood dandruff away.
6: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't have dandruff. What? So yeah, no conditioning. I don't condition my hair.
3: What's uh what's Sacramento like? Like what's it like living there? It's such a uh, <clears throat> nondescript sort of place it seems. It's the I capital.
6: Love, I love Sacramento. Yeah I mean it's got a good it's got a good uh big enough city feel and then you can get right out to the country. You've got some rivers and some awesome lakes. We've got seasons, but it never snows. We've got a little rainy season. We've got an awesome spring and an awesome fall. Um, I think it's paradise.
3: Yeah? You're digging it?
6: I I love all of California, to be honest, and we're uh, a short flight to San Diego, a short flight to LA, we're a short, short drive to Tahoe, a short drive to San Francisco, and then the northern coast is amazing, like Mendocino County. I have a building out in Point Arena, California, which is some of the most epic scenery you've ever seen.
3: California is great. California is so, the so best. It's the California. Yeah. Camp. That's, that's it, it, baby. It's fun, right? Santa
6: Barbara, that's, that's where my whole family is great from. Great town. Beautiful
3: town. Uh, What's the best thing about being from California for you? Like what's the thing about the most? I would
6: say, you know, I've been all over the world and there's always something, something cool about every place. You go to Brazil, there's some cool stuff, but like the roads are all jacked up and the toilets suck. You know, you go to (laughs) Japan and like, you know, it's like impossible to, to, to get around because everything's so small and, and the food's terrible. Our, you know, we're used to Japanese American food, you know what I mean? Um. I would say a couple places that I really loved were were Australia and Singapore. But the thing about California, which is awesome, is I feel like everyone's very about following their heart. I feel like in general, for some reason... People believe that they can do some amazing things, and they're a lot about health. And those are two things that I could, that I think really stand out. Like people are thinking big here, and people enjoy being active and healthy.
1: Yeah, people are very active here because you don't have to sit inside during the winter. Uh, yeah, thoughts well, on Canada, and since. you're not going to
6: fit in if, if it's summertime, and you know.
3: Yeah, yeah you got to be in good shape, which yeah. is why I haven't really fit in.
6: Um, per- <laughs> 95- <laughs> good shape. It's oh, like, like a toothpick. Yeah,
1: ninety-five <laughs> percent of our listeners are from Canada. So thoughts on Canada? You fought there a few times.
6: I like Canada, but you know what? I had I had an evading an officer from or keeping an officer from duty. The only time I've gotten any kind of trouble with the law, like back after one of my fights, like in two thousand three, and so I actually spent a night in jail. What because of that.
3: Wait a minute, is that was that in Quebec? Or was that in that was in
6: California. Oh but at I the see. border, you go there. I went to go watch the George Saint Pierre Matt Serra fight. And they're like, have you ever been arrested? I was like, uh, I did get arrested one time in, in uh, 2003 after, you know, whatever. Oh, what happened there? I said, oh, you know, my buddy's got in a fight and some lady cop started running after us and everybody took off. And I got in trouble from evading an, uh, an officer from duty or whatever. I'm like, okay, we'll have a seat over there. 12 hours later. Yeah, you're too they, honest. Then they take you onto a, a, a paddy wagon and... Handcuffed. the The most time I was spent in captivity was in Canada because I tried to go watch a fight. We just, so we
3: just want to make but I sure. I will say we just want to check the
6: Canadian check people out. are awesome. I love I love the Canadian folks that I've come in contact Sell with. Sell out and every there, event too. I've been there quite a bit. I've fought there a couple times, and everyone's been everyone's so friendly over there. Yeah. And they say some funny little things like A and like, yeah. don't yeah. you know, and how about, like nope. what, what's it no, all about?
5: No doubt about it. <laughs> oh, one more. We got one more for you. All right. right. This next one's a uh, would you rather come from Scott Uh-oh. Douglas. Fight 40 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck?
6: Mm. Huh. Duck-sized horses. <laughs> I would say I mean I guess the biggest tool a horse would have is to back up and kick you. Yeah. And that be right on my shins where I'm usually getting kicked. And kicker. with those
3: big duck feet too.
6: I would not I would not ha- I would not like to uh fight a big duck. I'd go for I'd the, go with the horses. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Can we clip that? I would not want to fight a big guy. We, ne- we need to play that on every podcast from here on out. Uriah, oh, we, uh, we thank fire. you for coming in. My pleasure. Uh, this is awesome. New season of The Ultimate Fighter starts September 9th. Yeah, September
3: 9th, 10 Eastern, FS1. Uh, Uriah and Connor are going against each other. It's a USA versus Europe theme season. It's going to be terrific. You're a great, man. Thank Thanks, you so brother. much. Oh, one yeah.
1: question. Yeah. You probably get it every time. Uriah, where does that come from?
6: That's from the Old Testament. It means the Lord is my light. It Bathsheba was Uriah's chick who King David stole and uh, ended up getting her pregnant. And Uriah was like, bros before hoes, I'm not going to party <laughs> with my chick when my buddies are battle. So he got snuffed. You've but told that story a few times. <laughs> so He's a have. warrior. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's awesome. And well, a ladies' man. Well, it's very fitting. Oh, thank, thank you. you my thanks, friend. man. My pleasure.
0: Wow, thanks, Uriah. That was awesome. Up next, we have one of the baddest dudes you'll ever meet, Conor McGregor. The guy is amazing. Now, he did lose his last fight, but I think he'll come back and kick Nate's ass next time. We interviewed Conor back in April of 2015, and talk about a gentleman. This dude has class. Even after that fight he lost, he handled it with such class. And I'm telling you, nobody kicks ass harder in the UFC than Conor McGregor.
1: Conor McGregor, everybody. Unbelievable. Connor McGregor. Unbelievable. Come on in. There Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Not staged nice at all. Great st- to see
0: <laughs>
7: you, Conor. Always looking How like a million
1: you? bucks. Have a seat. That's for you, sir.
7: He's messed it up. So,
1: Conor, this is your last thing to do today. You've been doing media since 5 a.m. 5 a.m.?
7: Really? Yeah, this is, this is the business we are in, you know, so. <laughs> but... Work pays, so I'm happy to be here.
3: But you're good at it. You li- like you like. To- do you like this kind of stuff, or after a while does it become tiresome for you, and you wish you were just training?
7: Um, you know, I definitely pref- prefer training, but I am getting better with it as it goes. It just it seems to me it's normal life now. Nice, it's normal.
3: Um, can I just ask you a quick question? You were a plumber before you became a fighter. Uh, yes, we we love talking about shit on this podcast we're kind of obsessed <laughs> with it Do you have a good a good shit story from your days <laughs> as a plumber in Ireland?
7: Yeah, you know <laughs> the only you know for me. I was just a first-year apprentice So I was the guy that had to go and get everything or go to the shop and, and stuff like that So I was just the go-getter so so, so you avoided <laughs> the shit I, thankfully <laughs> I, I avoided the shit now yes.
1: you jump into the shit
7: <laughs> <laughs>
1: full force <laughs> uh, yes. You are kind of like the modern day Muhammad Ali. Um
7: the the way you you have the gift of the gab. I am, I am myself Muhammad Ali is a special individual. He is on his own. He changed the he changed culture, period. I am my own man. I am here representing my country on the the biggest fight platform there is. And uh, and that is it. But for for people to say that I take I take great pride in that. It is an honor to hear that, but I cannot lay claim to something something like that tell us when you are in the octagon what happens in ireland does the entire
1: country shut down
7: yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) yes we love we love to fight we love we support our own if we are if one of our own is competing in in any sport in any craft in the world we we as irish we get behind our people and and it is no different for me when i step inside the octagon they have my back 100 percent, and i am forever gravel. is it possible to
1: let us into your mind when you enter the octagon or maybe when you're walking to the octagon what's going through your head because it just must be a level of excitement nervousness everything that most of us will never experience
7: yeah it's definitely an experience that it's very hard to explain the experience a lot of times it's different for each individual fight. Emotions are different for each individual fight. But for me, I feel I've got so comfortable in these situations that my mind is completely blank. I am calm when I walk in there. It almost is like a sigh of relief when I begin to make the walk. It's like, now I am here. Now I am here. This, this is why I do this mm-hmm. for this particular moment. So I, I like to embrace it. But my mind is calm. My thoughts are slow and and that is it so you can actually block out everything you know it's important not to block out everything because there is energy in the crowd there's energy that you do you know you 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 feed off of the crowd but but at the same time you do not want to get full off of the crowd so you must find a a, a healthy balance right. and true true experience you you gain that some don't uh, and some deal, of course.
3: So you're gonna have uh, all the Irish fans travel with you, and then for Jose, all the Brazilian fans travel. So who's gonna who's gonna win out? I feel like in the stands there might be more fights in the stands than in the <laughs> octagon. That might.
7: Yeah, I, I feel you know, with alcohol and stuff, maybe there will be some some <laughs> some Brazilian versus Ireland contests going on in the stands <laughs> or around the 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 strip. Um, but. I, I hope not. Certainly, you know I believe it will be a good atmosphere overall. You know it will be a good energy. Both countries colliding. Um, the war will take place in, inside the octagon. Uh, so, but as far as who who will win over who, I don't feel. Somebody asked me the other day. The chance for the Brazilians is "Uva Moher, which is "You will die," and the chance for the Irish is "There's only one Conor McGregor." These are like <laughs> chance that ring through the arena every time and the the brazilian journalist asked me how do you think what do you think will happen when both fans collide like what what the sound will be like and i said the brazilians will not even be heard <laughs>
3: <laughs> well jose said he said he guarantees he'll win he says after studying you studying your moves he's guaranteeing a victory when you hear something like that from an opponent like that what what does it make you think
7: the mouth can speak certain things but the eyes cannot. So when I look at him, I will definitely win. Now, at the weigh-in,
1: Dana White has actually said, you cannot, if you touch him, there's going to be hell to pay. Have you guys had an aside? Do you know what you're going to do at the weigh-in?
7: Um, no, you know, I, I will take it as I go. Jose's coach ran crying, please, please, Dana, please, I beg <laughs> you, keep Connor away from my my, my, my son. So... Dana called me please Connor please I beg you so it's all good as long as he keeps his he, he does not speak my name in vain We are good when they beg for mercy. There is no need to act upon it
1: now your training camp Are you still based in Ireland or have you moved to North America yet?
7: No, no I am born bred Irish my home is Dublin. My team is Dublin. My gym is Dublin straight blast gym and and that is it. I am based in Ireland now. I will go home after this world tour. I will have maybe eight weeks in Dublin with my with my team, with my coach. And then we will pack up. We will move. We'll have a nice house set up in Vegas. We're going to set up a gym. We're going to have a chef. We're going to have everything all set up. And we will relocate to Las Vegas to prepare for the climate and the time difference. Now,
3: right. Dan uh, is about to turn 40. Uh, and he's uh, Irish-Canadian. O'Toole so nice. he wants maybe some some tips when he goes to dublin for the first time maybe you can give him a few travel tips things he should do things he shouldn't say to a nice irish lass in temple bar
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
7: <laughs> you know the irish we are friendly and we are accommodating you will be welcomed with open arms but if you piss one of us off, <laughs> then you will. Be, then there is nothing you can say. You must just run. And
1: I <laughs> and I think all the O'Toole. There's a lot of O'Toole's in County Cork. I think that's where I have to go. Maybe so.
7: yeah, Cork is a good city. Yeah, maybe you should head there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, all right, July 11th, uh, UFC 189. Uh, you against Jose Aldo. I wish you the best of luck. We can't wait to watch Thank it. So and uh, pay per view numbers are going to be through the roof. I heard you say Pacquiao. Mayweather, forget about it. Those num- you're going to approach those numbers.
7: Uh, I, I believe so. I mean, Pacquiao Mayweather is a phenomenal contest. I feel it should have happened five years ago, like many others feel. I just don't feel it has the same pop. I feel Manny has aged a little bit, and Manny is a legend. Floyd is a legend, but I feel the age and and just Manny's KOs or KO losses, and I, I just it doesn't have the same pop for me. This is two, two men in their prime. This is a, a supposedly the pound-for-pound pound featherweight king in Jose Aldo. And, and this is the pound-for-pound pound featherweight king in the notorious Conor McGregor. Both meeting in their prime in the purest form of un, unarmed combat with no limitations. I see, I see it being competitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think
3: that's, that's an and,
1: and understatement. When you win, do you say it in the ring again? We're rich again. I loved when you said that. Oh.
7: <laughs> that's it, you know. I will I will head backstage and I will begin counting my, my favorite <laughs> pastime.
3: Well, uh, safe trip back to Ireland and uh, thanks for stopping by. Best of luck. I know it's been a long day. Thank, so you, sure. thank you, so much, Connor. McGregor. Thank you, Connor McGregor, everybody. Unbelievable. Well done,
0: sir. Awesome. <laughs> Take care, Connor. Best of luck. Best of luck. Amazing. I love Connor. That guy is nothing but class. Up next, speaking of champions, is Ronda Rousey. This interview was from a while ago. I think it's our oldest one. Uh, with UFC fighters. It's from August of 2014. Ronda Rousey is amazing. I
8: have the smallest hands in all of the UFC. Like the extra small gloves, my five fingers fit in the four holes. Wow, I have tiny little hands, but I punch really hard. Uh-huh. So I you need know. to have a like a professional perfect wrap every single time that I work out. I can't hit anything or else I will break my hands in little pieces. Right. So the whole time I was in Bulgaria, I was just doing like wrestling and grappling and stuff like that. And um, I lost the calluses in my hands. So I came home and I had like five days train before I left for uh, Fast and Furious. So I was like, you know, what? I was going to charge it my first day. I had no calluses. All the all the skin came off of all my knuckles. <sighs> and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I only have five days. I'm home. I was going to keep plugging Neosporin on it and just keep punching on it. And, like, literally, there was, like, a crater in my hand. Like, I would look at it sideways, and there was just a dip. And it was so deep that you can see, like, like the balls of, like, your fat cells, like, oh, in my man. hand. Jeez. And I was, like, I, I, but I hadn't struck in so long, I was, like, I have to do it anyway. And so I, I it would heal and then open up and heal and open up. And that happened for um, all throughout the Misha camp, the McMahon camp, and the Lexus Davis camp. Three camps in a row I was dealing with this. And um, I would just... Ignore it, you know? I, you know, like when Wolverine, they, they pulls out the spikes and you know, Rogue is like, oh, does it hurt? And he goes, every time. <laughs> that one, every that, time you felt? I threw a right hand, every time you see a right hand touch anything while in those three camps, it hurt. Wow. Every single one of those times. And I remember turning to my coach before the Misha fight and being like, I know exactly where my knuckle hurts on this hand. And this is exactly the spot that I'm gonna play on her face. And I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was in the third round that like she like she was outstanding. I pretty much, I dropped her with a straight right hand, but she was like out and staggering backward. So it was that one little knuckle. You knew it. You that, called it. Yeah. And you so, called your shot. but like I was like, oh, it's fine. It's getting better. And then it was annoying for a while. So I was like, okay. After the Lexus Davis fight, I, I put things off. If you haven't realized, I put off surgery for my knee and the knuckle thing. So I had the the knuckle thing scheduled for after the Lexus Davis fight. I've never once thrown a right hook in a match. Like in a fight. And the first right hook I ever threw is like this crazy overhand right that knocks her out and just explodes my knuckle. Ugh. And uh, yeah, we got backstage and I was like, it's like, there's something up in my hand, and we're like leaving. <laughs> I'm like giving people high fives on the way out, like woohoo! And we're taking off the wraps. It's just covered in blood. Oh, I can no. just see the cuts like hanging out of the wrap. I like literally totally split the whole thing. But the good thing is, I split it. was like called a ganglion cyst, I guess. It was like pressing hey, on my nerve. That's
3: actually a band I was in in high school, Ganglion <laughs> Cyst.
2: Ganglion
8: <laughs> Cyst. Yeah, so anyway, it exploded, and uh, it's not there anymore. And I have like the coolest scar ever. I remember really That is pretty
3: it. wicked, actually. Yeah,
8: the first thing I thought when I saw it, I was like, I can't wait to have some sort of movie roll they can like zoom in on my hand totally or just a
3: fight poster just (laughs) like right up they can do
1: wonders with fingers one time uh my dad was cutting a log with the chainsaw and he's like oh everybody in the truck we're like what happened and he hit a knot in the wood chainsaw popped back so his finger was dangling off everyone had to pile into the truck while he drove to the hospital he reattached it yeah it's fine yeah it was just dangling there you ever
8: see the the movie four rooms (laughs)
1: Four rooms. Is when that...
8: they chop off the pinky on the end, at the end with the Quentin Tarantino part.
1: Oh, I've seen lots of pinkies chopped off in movies. It's never fun.
8: Oh, the, the whole thing was like, oh, we'll just go put it back on. Don't worry. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> it's an easy fix. It's, it's an easy <laughs> fix. Finger on, finger off. And that's been Fingers
2: on the <laughs>
1: Um Before we let you go, I want to know what. Is the feeling like when you're walking to the octagon, place going nuts? You're like so zoned in. That's such a good question
3: because you're so you're so because you're so sweet with that You're so good at the media. You're great with us. You've been a great guest. Thank you. But you are so zoned in. Like, do you fights.
1: hear the crowd going crazy,
3: Theory or are you just crazy. like in I, a tunnel vision?
8: It's like uh, it's like putting blinders on a horse. It's like I, I don't see. And but you taught?
3: Did someone teach you that, or did, was that just instinct? You always I have think been like it's, that. Uh,
8: just from so many years of doing judo mm. and competing in. You know, so many countries. Well, anytime I walked out for a fight, the whole place was booing me. Like, everywhere I went. And so I just blocked people out. I'm like, well, well whatever. I'm sorry I'm not finished. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just walk out. And um...
3: That should be your Twitter bio, by the way. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, sorry I'm not finished.
8: <laughs> well, yeah, I've gotten Finland before. And they, they were not fans of the Americans. We are not very popular anywhere. <laughs> so I just had to blot everybody out. And uh, boo is boo in every language. Just let you know that thirty different countries I've been to, boo is the same. Everyone just decided (laughs) they had a global meeting. They're like, we don't like something, boo. And that is the that is what we're going with. That's a good point. That's I just learned to block it all out, even the cheers too.
3: Well, um, continued success. It's been amazing having you here. I, I know Expendables 3 is going to be huge. And you said you want to be a, a bigger box office star than The Rock. And it's going to happen, <laughs> it's going to happen
8: right? Uh, well, I'm I'm competitive. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but with good spirit. Uh, you my, didn't want to
3: compete with Jerry Ferrara. You were like, go right to The Rock. Go right uh, to number no, one. I don't
8: know. My, my coach has a, a great saying. He says, be jealous, but be kind. And so it's to like take whatever people have that you want and use that to motivate you and not, you know, to resent them. That's
3: a good point.
1: And yeah. now now yeah, you get to continue you. your journey through, they call it the car wash, <laughs> where you stop here, then you have to stop on our Fox Sports Live show. So have fun with that. Yeah, have thank a great one. Thank
8: you, time. thank you. I appreciate that. My <laughs> yeah. car will be squeaky clean by the end of the day. Uh,
1: <laughs> thank you. Ronda
3: Rousey. No Ronda. You guys. There's There's you're right. awesome. <laughs> Lovely right. to meet you. <laughs> yeah, Best of luck. Go. It's going to be
1: a box office.
3: Huge.
0: So explosion.
1: Amazing, mate. Okay, bye, Rhonda. Bye, Rhonda.
0: Bye. Talk about amazing. She is awesome. I can't wait till she comes on the pod again. It'll be awesome. Okay, so last but certainly not least, the man who makes it all possible up next is Dana White. This is from March of last year, and it was such an honor to have Dana on the pod with us. Uh I love the fact that we had him in our studio. The guy's awesome. What he does in a day some people don't do in a lifetime. The guy is sick when you hear Dana and certainly when you meet him, you'll understand why the u f c is so successful do you I hate to bring up g s p but
3: i you know, okay. you know we have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, are you in contact with him? Have you been talking to him?
9: Is there any chance we see GSP back in the octagon? I talked Sunday? him. I offered him a fight in Montreal, and uh, he said, "I'm not ready yet. I, I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm leaning toward he's not coming back. These really? Days. Yeah. Was yeah. he simply just worn out?" He's rich, you know? <laughs> yeah, but so are you and you're going yeah, all over the but, world. You know, I'm not done yet. I I still got a lot of things that need to be done. He's rich and he uh, really doesn't have to do anything anymore if he right. doesn't want to. You know, he's filming some movies. Uh from what I hear, I hope I'm able to say this or Just
3: you know, say it. This is where it. we break all the he
9: uh, <laughs> he uh He is the you know the Jean Claude Van Damme movie uh kickboxer? Yeah. They're remaking it with, with him. Shut so up. yeah.
3: That's awesome.
9: So he's filming that. And, you know, he's doing some fun stuff. I was I was in LA once one day at night and I went to the uh, to the uh uh the Clippers game. George St. Pierre is sitting right over there in the front row. I I went out one night to a concert. There's George St. Pierre in the front <laughs> <He's> row. <hanging laughs> you know, listen, if it, fighting is one of those sports that that, you know, you got to be hungry and you got to want it and you got to, you know, he, he hasn't been hungry in a long time, you yeah. know, for for a lot of things and 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 he, uh, like I said, he's got a lot of money. He's young. He's he's got a lot of uh, other options, and he's going out on top. So yep. I'm, I'm not announcing George St. Pierre's retirement here. I think yeah. Dana White on <laughs> the Jane Dan
3: podcast has just announced GSP's retirement. So
9: we're on the
1: subject of Canada. You know how much they love UFC in Canada. Yeah. When are they going to get a big card? Do you have anything on the horizon where you're like, okay, we're looking in this
9: in this area in this time frame? Well, we're in Montreal, and we have you know we had two title fights. Dillashaw just fell off. Dillashaw Barao was going to be there, and he just broke his rib. So uh, now it's it, it, uh, you know Mighty Mouse is fighting. You know, and uh, Rampage Jackson is on the card. Mike Bisbing is on the card. So we have a good card up in Montreal right now. Um, I owe a really good card to Calgary. Yeah. Right. So. I'm uh, I'm working on that.
3: That would be amazing. I feel like uh, out west they need to do it. Ronda Rousey. We have to talk about Ronda. Uh, she's headlining UFC 190 in Brazil. Is that yep. right? Yep. Yeah. Um, you were. I mean, she's in
9: uh, Furious Seven. She's in the new Entourage movie. She was in Expendables Three. And Warner Brothers just bought a book series. You know, like like Twilight or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Like a book yeah. series to make with Ronda. Right. Wow. So, and yeah. so she.
3: But she's fighting. Like she just beat Cat. Now she's fighting again against Batch. Like. Do you worry a little bit about? I mean, she's not you. She can't travel the world and just have unlimited energy like Ana. She actually is me, and she
9: can do that. She was with me in Rio because we just announced that fight. Then she flew from there to New York, where she did uh, the View, the uh, Jimmy Fallon show. She's doing an ESPN. uh, can you say that? Now? We don't talk
3: about it. We don't talk about that. She's network.
9: doing a car wash at ESPN. Sorry, guys. Um, and she uh, flew up to Albany, New York, and is up there right now battling with the legislature to get this. Uh, she met with the mayor, uh, not the mayor, the governor. She met with the governor. Of New York, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey can do it all. She goes everywhere. She does any anything. She's amazing. Now, Is she the biggest a, star in the sport right now? There's no doubt about it. Wow.
1: So you mentioned all these things she's doing. Do you not kind of see what happened to GSP and how he made all this money and maybe worked
9: too much and now he's done? Do you see that happening to her? Do you that, have that fear? That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You're supposed to work your ass off, become filthy rich, and then... Quit and go do something else. I, I, I wish that for my people. I, okay. I don't, you know, today Brock Lesnar just announced that he's going to do his last deal with the WWE and he's going to put, you know, MMA in the rearview mirror. And everybody's hitting me up asking me how I feel. I'm happy for him. Good for him. It's good for him. It's good for his family. And this is one of those sports where, man, you got to be hungry. Like, you got to want it so bad. This isn't baseball. I mean, no, no disrespect to baseball or baseball players, but let me tell you what. One of my best friends that I grew up with was a baseball player. These guys, like, party the night before a game. You know, these guys go out, they hang out, and they go out and play baseball. This is not baseball. This is not basketball. This is not these other sports, man. These guys, you look at Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor, right? Conor McGregor is that young, talented, hungry guy in his prime that wants that belt so bad because that belt opens a lot of doors, and that has to be your mindset, that has to be your personality, and that has to be your drive 24-7, and if that's not it, you don't belong here. Does Conor talk too much for your liking? No, I, I mean, everybody's different. You know, some guys talk a lot, some guys don't say anything. All I care about is that you fight when you get in that octagon, and Connor does that for sure. This is the biggest fight in the UFC since... This is the biggest featherweight fight ever in in history, and I believe this is going to be the biggest fight this year.
3: Do you love how Pacquiao Mayweather's finally happened probably six years after everyone (laughs) wanted it to happen? Meanwhile, you got these two superstars at the peak of their... I mean, this is great for you guys. There's
9: nothing better than when two of the best in the world in their prime, fighting for it all. I mean, that's what this sport's really all about.
3: Uh, July 11th, load up on the pay-per-views. Connor said something that I thought was pretty funny, but maybe you agree with them that he thinks the pay-per-view numbers for, for UFC 189 are going to approach... Mayweather Pacquiao. When he says things like that, you have to answer to that kind of stuff.
9: He's an optimistic guy. <laughs> hey, I like it. I like where his head's at. Um, I hope he's right on that one. But this is definitely going to be the biggest fight for us this year, I think. And that's saying a lot. I mean, John Jones fought. Uh, John Jones fought Cormier. It was a great pay per view for us. Uh, Diaz and Silva did great. Ronda Rousey's last fight almost beat Silva Diaz, and now. Um, these guys are gonna go and we still got John Jones and uh and, and and uh Anthony Johnson and we got Weidman versus Vitor Belfort. yeah, so it's a good year and we had a horrible year last year. everybody got injured. couldn't yeah. have been yeah. worse this this first quarter. Is the best first quarter in the history of the company. And, and, and that's saying a lot. And
3: you're you're on Fox, you're on Fox Sports One, and we love having you. We love being associated with you. And it's
9: great to finally have you on the podcast. Thank man. you. It's great to be here.
3: Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. And cool. uh and we don't- wh- what are you gonna do now? What happens tonight? What does Dana do tonight? So
9: I'm leaving here, I'm jumping on a plane, I'm flying to Boston, I'm gonna land at three AM. Jesus. We got it worked out <laughs> for the gym to stay open. I'm gonna work out oh. and then I'm gonna do my day and then jump on the plane and go to new york
3: unreal well listen i love your energy i love the fact that you stopped by to see us and uh maybe we'll see
0: you again sometime hanging out pleasure yeah Yeah. dana Dana White.
3: white what a guy
0: what a guy thanks dana we hope you guys enjoyed our best of ufc podcast and be sure to give us a review on itunes we may read it on next week's pod and we love those reviews we love those tweets We love your Facebook hits, Instagram, but certainly we love all the stuff that you send Jay and Dan. And with Ben here now, I don't know what else to say. On with the pod. See you guys next week. Bye.